following is a presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars basketball is on the air. No look behind the back to Robinson for three, and that goes! Jackson Robinson! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To get you ready for BYU versus Evansville, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars return to the Marriott Center for a matchup with the Purple Aces of Evansville. Well, BYU begins play tonight at 7-0 and and up five spots in the latest AP poll. They come in this week at number 14. The Cougars, by the way, are one of six schools from the Big 12 to be ranked in the AP poll, and in case you were wondering, they're 13th in the coaches' poll. Now, the Cougars' last victory came on Friday night in Salt Lake City when they beat Fresno State at the Delta Center 85-56. to It was a dominating performance led by Jackson Robinson, who finished with a career-high 24 points and hit 6 of 8 from 3. Robinson is shooting a scorching 51.6 from the field and 60% from deep. Can't forget about Spencer Johnson, who also scored a career high, finishing with 22. It really was a complete victory for the Cougars, who only committed the ball, committed seven turnovers, and forced 21. This has been such a good team in terms of not turning the ball over. That's something we'll talk to Mark Durant about coming up in our next segment. That brings up tonight's game against Evansville. The Purple Aces, no slouch. They're 7-1 and and scoring almost 86 points per game while shooting 50% from the field and 35% from three. In fact, one thing to pay attention to tonight is Evansville's bench. Very productive, ranking first in the Missouri Valley Conference and 11th nationally, averaging about 35 points per game off the bench. The leading scorer for the Purple Aces, averaging about 18.3 points per game, ranked eighth in the nation in three point field goal percentage. He's shooting 50% from three point range as well. Chuck Buddy, the third, is the second leading scorer for Evansville with 10.4 points per game. This is, this is a team that's got some length. This is a team that can shoot the basketball, and I mentioned they're seven and one. And so you may like, I don't really know a whole lot about Evansville, and I can certainly understand that. But this is a good team that BYU will be facing tonight. Make no mistake, BYU is the better team, in my opinion, between these two. But but this will be a good matchup for the Cougars tonight. And uh, you know, the, I don't know how you feel about this, but the first thing that I think of when I hear Evansville. The first thing I think of is legendary Hall of Fame jazz coach, the late, great Jerry Sloan, who played for the Purple Aces. I believe it was 62 through 65. But every time I hear Evansville, Jerry Sloan is the first person that I think of. It really should be a good one tonight. It's the first ever matchup between these two teams. So they've never met before. That changes tonight at the Marriott Center. For more on tonight's matchup, I was able to talk with BYU assistant coach Cahill Fennell, and I asked him how he looks at this team and its impressive start. I think big picture has been terrific. You know, obviously, you know, to not lose has been a, is, is a really good start to any kind of a season. That's the goal. You don't want to go in any game or any kind of a season anticipating losses or, or feeling like that's incoming. So anytime we can go out there and, and be victorious at the end of the night is, is a really positive start for us. But I think more importantly, our guys have continued to grow and continue to get better. And, and I think that's really the, the big picture thought. 
spot, right? Where um, regardless of the results of these first seven games, if we can continue to grow and progress, um, hopefully we'll be where we want to be at the end of the season. Well, and that's what coaches are always wanting players to do is to get better. And I mean, there's countless examples on the floor. I mean, Trey Stewart is one. Noah Waterman is one. And when you see that type of growth, is that, I guess, what do you attribute that to? Is it just another year in the system? Is it just the, their own personal preparation? What, what do you attribute the growth that you're seeing to? Yeah, I think on on an individual basis, it's not just one thing, right? I think those those individuals that you just mentioned have put in a tremendous amount of work, and they, and they really deserve all the credit to to make themselves into the players they're becoming, and um, they're becoming you know down the road as well. I think they're just getting better and better and better. And you, you didn't mention Richie Saunders; he's yeah. another guy that's just a, a far better all around player right now than he was last year. I think last year he stepped in as a freshman coming off his mission, and obviously played with a tremendous amount of energy. But you're seeing somebody that can make decisions and guard and be multi positional as far as defensively and um, I think he's another one, you know, with Trey Stewart and Noah Waterman and uh, Spencer Johnson's a little bit more well-rounded the way he's taking care of the basketball and making plays for other people, um, Dallin Hall as well. So I think to a man, all of our guys have improved, and I think that just comes down to their individual work. And we haven't even talked about Jackson Robinson. What Jackson is doing this year is absolutely unbelievable. He has taken control of games when he's come in. How exciting has that been for you guys to see his development? It's been fantastic. I'm really, really happy for him. I'm really proud of him. Um, you're right. That's somebody that I, I omitted inadvertently, and um, he's somebody that's, that's grown as much as anybody, not only with his shot making, which has always been at a really high level, but he's really taken a turn defensively and with his rebounding and um, somebody that's really far more dialed in on that fo- that end of the floor, and that's really shown. And um, when he can do that, he makes himself a, a far better player, not only for now but for the long term, and it helps us in the long term as well. So we're really excited about him. Well, and you mentioned the word I wanted to ask you about next, and that's defense. And we can talk about all of the shooting numbers and how efficient the team has been shooting the basketball. But defensively, I know Coach Pope has talked a lot about how pleased he has been with the with the developments that this team has done on the defensive side. Um, what have you seen in terms of that to begin the season? I think in attention to detail and, a, and just a want to as far as getting stops. I think there's an urgency to get stops. I think there's a pride and an accountability to get stops to our guys on an individual basis, on a collective basis. And um, I'm just really proud of the guys. They've, they've really, um, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but they've shown great interest in, in being a good <laughs> defensive team. And I think a lot of people can't say that. And uh, I think it shows our, our maturity and our communication level on the floor and um, guys just valuing that. And I think when you value that part of the game, um, hopefully the results follow as far as defensive execution. And, and I think they've shown that so far. We know that coaches hate turnovers and you you want you tell your guys don't turn the ball over don't turn the ball over. Well, right now this team's not turning the ball over. Is there a reason why they're not turning the ball over? Is it more attention to detail? Can you pinpoint why this team has been so good at not turning the basketball over? I think similar to the individual development aspects, I think there's not just one thing, right? I think Coach Pope has done a fantastic job of valuing that um, and, you know, instilling that in our players and their mindsets, you know, throughout the offseason, right? From from the end of season last season where uh, it was clearly a bugaboo for us for the entire year, um, going into this that summer that summer session, going into our foreign tour, protecting the basketball was a huge point of emphasis for us. And um, our guys, to a man, has really taken that to heart. And, and I think that's shown on the floor. I've talked with a lot of different programs this year, and, and it seems like there's been a lot of the programs that did the European trips this summer, and every one of them have talked about how it's helped them when they started this season. How much 
Do you think that trip and the camaraderie and everything that comes with it has helped you guys get off to this start as well? How much of that is part of it? I, th- I think it's a huge part of it, frankly. I- I'm a big, big believer in foreign tours. I think if you can maximize your time out there um, from a camaraderie standpoint, like you mentioned, uh, playing against high-level competition, adults, um, you know, some professional teams that have played together, that have won together, um, that have, uh, you know, obviously have a, a vast amount of experience. I think anytime you can see that on the floor itself, spend time together off the floor, I think those kind of combinations um, are really invaluable. I think that can really go a long way towards um, accelerating the, you know, the, the cohesion of the team, and I think you've seen that with our group. There's going to be a lot of people that say, well, Evansville, I don't really know much about Evansville. They come in and playing really good basketball. They only have one loss. I know you guys have a lot of respect for this team that's coming in. Tremendous amount of respect for them. I, I've been really impressed with what they've done. I think Coach Ragland and his staff have done a fantastic job of assembling a really nice, balanced roster, and I think they've done it in really unique and creative ways, and I just give them a ton amount of credit for that. I think you know, going to the NIAIA ranks, going to junior college, going to high school, um, they've really mined you know, every angle of college basketball and I think they've put together a really high-level team that's, that's competing at a high level. So um, we're going to have to play really, really well to win, and we're excited about it. Anything on your side that is a point of emphasis in this matchup specifically? Yeah, I think they have some personnel that can hurt you as individuals. Uh, I think collectively they play in kind of a Princeton style that emphasizes ball movement and cutting and, and, and high-level um, passing. And I think they have some shot makers that can make you pay on the back end of it. So uh, we're really going to have to be on point defensively. Uh, I think offensively we're going to have to push the pace like we do and play our game and um, try to get this thing up and down a little bit and, and make the game hard for them. It's been a minute since you've been back home. You guys ready to get back here in front of the Rock and everybody? Absolutely. I, I think we're we're really fortunate to have a home crowd the way we do, and the Rock is is probably the best student student, um, student section in the country. And and to be able to play in front of them every game is a special thing. I thought you know the way they showed out in Salt Lake was was really really cool. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in a neutral site where you have a student section like that. So uh, we're lucky to have them, and, and we're lo- looking forward to seeing them on Tuesday. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. And Coach is right. The rock and just the the atmosphere at the Delta Center this this past Friday was really impressive. I, I was I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw from BYU fans that showed up at that game. The the lower bowl was was packed, and you had people up in the upper bowl at the Delta Center, and it was loud, and they were in it from the start. It was an unbelievable environment to play in, and I know that uh, they're certainly happy to have the Cougars back at the Marriott Center, and I appreciate uh, Coach Finnell's comments before tonight's matchup. All right, coming up next, we will head next door to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant, and he is courtside, he is Mark Durant, and he's joining me now. Hello, Mark. Mr. Shepard, I miss you, man. We had a good time the other night. Delta Center, now I'm at the Marriott Center, but you're not here with me. It's a little bit sad. But I, I was there okay. literally 20 minutes ago. We just missed each other. I <laughs> promise you, we just missed each other. I, I, I didn't hear. Sorry. Uh, how did the women do today? Uh, the women did quite well. They snapped their two-game losing streak, and they beat the Utah State Aggies 72-66. to Nice. nice. So, so there you Good go. Work. So the, the women's basketball team got the win, I, I, and, and we certainly hope the men can follow suit today. But I want to start out 
Uh, BYU's up to number 14 in the AP poll. They're, they're number two in the net. Uh, what do you make of our 14th slash number two ranked BYU Cougars? You know that I I am always go nothing but net. Uh, I, that's that's my motto, nothing but net. So I'm just going to go with net, number two in the country. I like it. <laughs> I like yeah. Listen, so far they've abs- absolutely looked like the number two team in the country. I don't know if they are. Uh, we'll see. It's a lot of basketball to play, but the way they've played in the games that they've had, they've looked really really good. And this will be another chance to. Take care of business tonight against a team that they should beat, but a team that is solid and has played well this year. And when you start getting to be up in the top 20, whatever rank you want to put BYU at, then that that puts a big target on your back. I know when I had a chance to play against top 20 teams, human nature is you're going to play harder. You really want to get that win. Evansville will come in here, really want to shock the world, and if you think BYU can't lose to Evansville, you're crazy. And, and just look at what happened last week in the top 25 of teams like Kentucky and uh, go down the list. Uh, Duke lost and Purdue and uh, against teams that they shouldn't have lost to. So you can't take anyone for granted knowing they're coming for you and be ready to play. But what I've liked so far about this team is that they haven't been distracted by all of that, and they've, they've, they've taken care of business every time they've hit the floor. You know, one of the reasons that BYU, there's a lot of reasons, and that's, I think, probably what's really exciting about the start from the Cougars is, you know, to start the year. It was guys like Noah Waterman, and Spencer Johnson has had his moments, and Trevin Nell has had his moments, and Foose, when he was playing, had his moments. But I want to talk about Jackson Robinson. He he has been everything, Mark, that we had hoped for and more this season. My question to you is, where do you think he's taken his biggest step forward this season? Well, he, he was always a great three-point shooter, maybe a little bit streaky, but both he and Noah have really uh, rounded their game out, I guess. And, and Jackson has now become a threat in every spot on the floor, and that's what he needed to do. He's been so good at taking it to the basket, especially in transition. Of course, he, he's he been hitting the three. What I really like is the mid-range stuff. Uh, in the Big 12, you may not get an open three because they're so quick and long on the perimeter. If you beat your man, you probably won't be able to finish at the rim because they've got a lot of rim protectors. But where you can have success is that mid-range stuff. Just pull up for the little teardrop, the little runner, the little 15-foot jumper. That's where he can be super, super effective, and he's been effective. But just just the, the fact that his game is now well-rounded, you can't do one thing to take him out of the game, and his consistency has been there. Um, last year it was m- maybe to have a really big game and then disappear a little bit. So he's been consistent. He's, he's expanded his game and is playing great basketball. One of the things that I this – is, this is such a weird question to ask because – I, in my own mind, when I ask it, the the answer is, well, the reason we're not turning the ball over is because we're not turning the ball over. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to figure out if there's a reason why this team has been so good at not turning the ball over. Is there anything that you can pinpoint? Is it more of an emphasis? Because I, 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 can't, I can't imagine that it's that because we know Coach Pope has talked about that for years. The, the emphasis has always been not turning the basketball over. But for whatever reason, this year they're just not doing it. Any particular reason why you think they have been so good at protecting the basketball? 
Well, Jason, I know you think very highly of me, but <laughs> in reality, I've actually made a lot of mistakes in my life, Jason. But I usually... That is nonsense, the part, by the way. <laughs> I usually, for the most part, don't keep making the same mistakes. A lot of different ones, but not the same. And so the the world of mistakes that I make over time shrinks a little bit. And it's similar to basketball where you have guys that, for instance, Dallin Hall was a turnover machine, especially early last year, and uh, coming off the mission. And he would make mistakes. Um, but after he made the mistakes, then he was like, well, I know I can't do that, and I shouldn't do that, and this is important. And now he's a year older and smarter and wiser on the court, and that applies to everybody on this team. They've played together. They're aware of where they're supposed to be. A lot of turnovers come when you have mistakes in where you're supposed to be and, and, and your, your roles on the team. They, they know their roles. They know their positions. They know the other guys and what they are going to do with the ball uh, and can anticipate what they're going to do with the ball. But, so it's just a matter of learning from your mistakes, playing together, getting more experience. Uh, and I think we're seeing that this year. This team is just smarter and better and, and knows what to do with the basketball and how to run the offense, and, and, and that translates into – the fewer uh, turnovers. Now you see from time to time that things will creep in. Uh, uh, they had a couple games. NC State was not a great turnover game, uh, but they are getting better, and that's that's all you do. You just try and learn and, and not make the same mistakes again. All right, Mark, last question. With a, a certain game against a rival team in red coming up on Saturday in Salt Lake City, this would certainly be the definition of a trap game. Uh, what are your Utah, thoughts? Uh, Southern hmm? Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Southern Utah. That's exactly who I was thinking of. Um Thoughts on Evansville in this matchup tonight? Well, Evansville, I'm impressed. They've got a couple guards that have had, you know, 27-point games, and and they really, really like to run with you, and, and they have high-scoring games. They're very similar to BYU in a lot of ways, and the, the, the fact that they play fast, they rebound well, they get a lot of bench production, which helps teams when they come into this building at this altitude. So they, they're very similar to BYU in a lot of ways, but – they don't shoot the three ball anywhere near as good as BYU and don't shoot as many, obviously. Uh, it's going to be difficult for them to run with BYU and keep that pace with BYU shooting threes and probably making their threes when they're making a lot of twos. And it, it, It's just not the math doesn't work well for them. It, it's like I always say, Jason, you know, don't race a cheetah. You know, don't try and race teams. Tyreek Hill? Are, real. are you talking about Tyreek Hill? <laughs> Okay, Tyreek. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, only a, a, a weird Chiefs fan would go there. But, hey, hey, we're not uh, going to get into that this week, my friend. <laughs> but, yeah, listen, I, I haven't said anything, so just be grateful. I'm the one um, that opened the door by saying Tyreek Hill. <laughs> but the point is, BYU plays fast really, really well. Yeah. And, and so the, the way to beat BYU is not to try and do what BYU does, but maybe really try and slow it down. And I don't know that Evansville is built for that, but they certainly have some good players. They're playing good basketball. Mark, thank you very much. Always love the insight. Uh, can't wait to hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks, my friend. All right, my friend. See you. There we go. That's the great Mark Duran. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll take a time out. Come back. We'll update you on the women's game from earlier, plus check in on the Big 12. And if there's time, we'll uh, get you some other local teams that are playing right now as we speak. More Cougar pregame live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
With more Mountain America Cougar Pregame Live, here's Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Just about an hour ago, and not even really that, probably about 40 minutes ago, BYU women's basketball defeated Utah State at the Marriott Center 72-66. The Cougars snapped their two-game losing streak. They are now 7-2 and on the season. Lauren Gustin, 21-21, and her sixth career game with at least 20 and 20. All right, Big 12 action going on right now. Number 19, Oklahoma, leading Providence by 5, 47-42. K-State with a six-point lead over Villanova, 56-50. And number two, Kansas, up 20 on Kansas City, UMKC, 31 to 11. One local, or excuse me, two other local teams. They're actually playing each other in Orem. Utah Valley hosting Weber State. The Wildcats with a 23-19 lead over the Wolverines. All right, coming up next, we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, for 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the 14th-ranked and undefeated BYU Cougars play their first home game in two and a half weeks, hosting the Evansville Purple Aces. These two teams meeting for the first time with the Purple Aces playing in Provo. Tonight, I am Greg Rubel. I have your play-by-play call this evening. So pleased to be back on the basketball headset, sitting alongside my broadcast partner for the last 27 seasons is all. The beloved former BYU hoopster himself, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, almost a full month into the 2023-24 season. And the BYU Cougars are one of the nation's surprise stories. 7-0, and with or without key players, finding ways to win and win in dominant fashion. Uh, really, really impressive. Uh, BYU uh, is, is winning in different ways, but the result is the same, and just pure dominance, and it's hard to find anything wrong with it. You know, some teams, like, like when, uh, I, you know, as much as I love my wife, Greg, it's always dangerous to start the sentence that way, but <laughs> as much as I love my wife, I can't, I can't work, I can't paint with her. Like, if, if there's a painting job at our house, I can't paint with her because I'm the kind of guy that just, just does just enough to squeak by to make it look nice. But my, she tapes it. She does, like, nine layers. She, everything is just perfect. Meticulous. And meticulous. And she's the BYU of painting because she's just doing everything right and just putting on layer after layer. And no matter what comes up for this team, they've met the challenge, and it looks really, really beautiful. Good job so far from these Cougars. All right, that is Mark Durant. We'll hear from the other Mark, Mark Pope. My pregame conversation with the coach is coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Here's Greg Rubel. 
BYU and Evansville coming up, top of the hour. BYU 7-0, Evansville 7-1. And already into Missouri Valley Conference play, the Purple Aces 1-1 in league and coming off an impressive overtime win over Northern Iowa on the weekend. With seven wins, Evansville has already surpassed its win total from all of last season. The Aces went 5-27 last year. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank. For 150 years, Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play. For financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years, Zions Bank is for you. Tonight, I asked Coach Pope about taking on a team that has already turned things around and is looking for its second consecutive upset win tonight. They're playing great basketball. Coach doing an incredible job, you know, second year there, and um, they are playing together, and they have an identity and a purpose and, and a real feel about what they're doing. They have some, they're really high-skill-level guys and can make shots and play well together. Very good defensive rebounding team. You're a very good offensive rebounding team. Nice matchup there. And they do the scoring differently than you. You're relying more on the threes. They, they, they take a ton of twos. Yeah, they have guys. They have, they have a handful of guys that are really deadly from three, but their high volume is to the rim in transition, uh, cutting, back cutting. Uh, they do a ton of Barkley in transition where they um, just kind of race up the floor and then and then actually dribble all the way into the post and play out of the post that way. Um, so they're a multi-dimensional team offensively. And, and like I said, the the pieces are really fitting together well for them right now. When they go big, they play a 2-me-10 in the post, but a lot of the second half against you and I, they're playing a little smaller with uh, Hummerkraus uh, yeah. playing inside. Nice job on that name, by Thank the way. You. That's hard spelling. Um, yeah, Hummerkraus has just come, uh, just put on a show. He's over 18 points a game, and he's shooting 50% from the three-point line on heavy load threes, and um, he's able to get to the free throw line, and uh, he's he's uh, you know been a little bit of a, a newcomer on the scene that's that's made huge waves, and and um, uh, you know they have this Australian freshman coming off the bench, number eleven, who can really really shoot it. He's only one for eight from the three point line, but he's shooting fifty six percent from two, and most of them are like seventeen footers. I think he can really shoot. So yeah, they're a little bit of a team where you know the starting lineup they're they're. Uh, two and their four and their five are really, really capable and aggressive from three. And their starting point guard and their starting three are more conservative, really trying to get through him. So they're a little bit upside down team that way uh, compared to a Chargers team. And that'll provide some challenges for us. And they, like you, get a lot of bench scoring as well. So uh, you will start Ali Khalifa. He gets a second straight start as you're still missing uh, Foose right now. Yep. And um, I think Ali will continue to make great progress. Um, his health has been uh, steadily getting better. Um, I think he's feeling less pain and this uh, less less consistent swelling, and um, certainly he's going to be more comfortable with the game. And so we need him to, you know, yeah. this uh, this uh, you know every game is huge. That's the beauty of a season. But um, he's he's a major part of what we're trying to do right now with Fus out. Is there a general time frame on Fus right now? Um, we're hoping sooner rather than later, but we'll see. You know, um, it's a hamstring is is the is the s- slow part of it, and so. Um, That's right. I think you said day to day for a while is what yeah, you said, right? Yeah, and so it's just it just is. You know, Foose has been really interesting because. Um, he's had injuries uh, that we think are going to be three weeks, and then all of a sudden, ten days in, he just shows up for the game. Like he literally hasn't practiced in ten days, and then he goes and puts on a show. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. We'll see. Okay, first home game in 17 days for you guys. Good to be back in there. Yeah, it's really good to be back. We love playing here, and and uh, and um, it's a it's a you know it's a special gym to play in, and excited to play in front of Cougar Nation. Okay, good luck tonight. We'll talk to you post game, coach. Thanks, G. 
right, that's Mark Pope leading us into tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by your local Ford stores, BYU Basketball, built Ford Proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for tonight? Greg, you tweeted earlier about how uh, Evansville, not a great three-point defensive team, and BYU, that's their strength. You know, they they see those numbers as well. I think they're going to come out and do everything they can to take away the three, so now the two will be open for BYU. BYU needs to shoot at least 50% from the two. Uh, to counteract that, and then uh, just continue to, to keep the turnovers down. I say t- 12 or under would, would do the job tonight against the Purple Aces. Mark Durant's keys to the game. There you go. As we go to break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next, live from the Marriott Center in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital courtside seats. Alongside Mark Durant, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation, coming to you live from the Marriott Center, ahead of 14th-ranked BYU versus Evansville. First game of a two-game week for the Cougs, who've yet to, uh, just played three straight games outside of the Marriott Center, but they've yet to play a true away game. That will change Saturday at Utah. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant. With you for play-by-play and commentary, our studio host is Jason Shepard, coordinating producer Terry South. Control board operators are James Finlayson and Ethan Arkell. Our studio editor is Soraya Ritchie. BYU radio engineer Barry Squires. And you are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're also heard on the BYU Radio app. The KSL apps and at BYURadio.org. Well, it was in the first half of BYU's second game in Las Vegas that Fuseni Traore was lost to injury. He's going to be out for a while. Yet, after losing last season's leading scorer and rebounder in Foose, BYU hasn't missed a beat, really. The Cougars beat NC State in that game in Vegas, then beat Fresno State this past Friday in Salt Lake City. Two tough games on tap this week for sure. But, Mark, how have the Cougars withstood losing Foose without losing their mojo? Yeah, I mean, that was a devastating blow in that NC State game. I shook my head going, man, this is going to just be too much for this team. But then comes Ali Khalifa at a fortuitous time to be able to play again. And he's been terrific. Now, they, they, he's different from Foose. I mean, Foose is probably a better defender. Foose unquestionably is a dominant post presence who can score demands a double team. If you don't double team him, you're going to get beat. And uh, But... but uh, Ali does a lot of things out there on the perimeter that makes guys better. His passing ability, it opens up the floor. He needs to get better from his three, but he's a big body and, and has done a nice job of just filling that void. I mean, they're different players, like I said, but and they play, and this team plays differently with both of them, but the team plays very well in the different ways that those guys bring to the table. So, so far, so good, but you don't want Foose out for long. They, they desperately need him back, but Good job from Ali so far. Coming up after our break, we'll hear from Evansville head coach David Ragland as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, previewing BYU and Evansville as the Cougars play for an eighth straight win. BYU's current seven-game win streak ties for the second longest of the Mark Pope era. The Cougs won seven straight at one point last season. The longest Pope-era win streak was a nine-game run back in 2019-20. The Purple Aces of Evansville coming in at 7-1 and one on the season. They have a lot of impressive numbers, but a Ken Palm rating almost 200 spots worse than BYU's. The Aces are shooting 50% from the field. They're very two-point reliant. They have two players averaging in double figures. And they have the son of former Cougar Ryan Cuff on the team, Tanner Cuff. A short time ago, I visited with Evansville head coach and former Utah State assistant David Ragland about trying to follow a big win over Northern Iowa with what would be an even bigger win at BYU. No, it's, it's been great. You know, we, we talked about reviving a story program and what it takes in order to do that. Um, and it's a daily commitment, the daily work that, that you put into it. And, you know, right now it's, it's been expedited uh, a little bit, and I think it's because of the people that we have. We had just a great, really good, really good staff. Like I've been blessed that way. Uh, really committed staff that works hard. They're always available, um, you know, and they're they're just always willing to do whatever it takes to make uh, the players better, uh, academically, socially, and athletically. And our players are showing up. You know, they've been self starters. They work. They work hard. They care for each other. They play for each other. Uh, so whenever you have a high care factor uh, with with a committed group, you kind of expedite the. Uh, the process of reviving the story program. From your time at Utah State, you're pretty familiar with uh, this building, this program, and and so you know what's going on here. Yeah, no, I, I love my time at Utah State. Uh, Craig Smith did a great job, kind of doing the same thing, rebuilding, rebuild, reviving a story program at Utah State. We had some some great times there. Uh, won seventy plus games in, in three years. Went to uh, I say I say three NCAA tournaments because of COVID. <laughs> But uh, to go to multiple NCAA tournaments and have guys uh, play pro and, and just have, you know, crazy environments uh, up at U- Utah State and Logan and to play in a crazy environment uh, here at BYU. And then we played at now it's uh, not Vivid's not Vivid. Delta right? Center. Delta, Delta Center. Center. Yeah. So uh, we played at Vivid then, but now Delta Center. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just the, the passion of fan bases in, in Utah, I don't think Utah gets the credit that it should. Uh, when, in terms of basketball, uh, it's a basketball state. Uh, you know, there's one major league sport, and everyone wants to be a junior jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it means a lot. Uh, so it would be a, a great experience for our, for our guys. But I'm I'm glad I was able to see a couple play like well one former player Brock Miller uh, this afternoon was able to see one of our uh, managers Ryan uh, this afternoon. Got the text from from people uh, in the area that that have some good history with. My family absolutely loved it here while we while we were uh, in the area. Uh, obviously, we did some some good winning that helped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but again, just the the IQ, the, the passionate fan bases. Um, you know, it, it, it's good to be back. Coach Ragland, pleasure chatting with you. Uh, good luck to your team this season. Yeah, thanks so much.
back to Evansville head coach David Ragland, followed by our national anthem. Folks, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fork. To see the full scouting report, visit DougSmithKia.com. The BYU Store Cougar tip-off show rolls on after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, so Greg Rubel and Mark Durant courtside for BYU and Evansville. Much about this uh, start, 7-0 start to the season, Mark's been surprising, but one of the most pleasant surprises, the emergence of Jackson Robinson. I heard you talking with Jackson about... Uh, talking with Jason about Jackson on the pregame show earlier. He was BYU's fifth leading scorer as a starter last year. Now he's BYU's leading scorer as a reserve this season. Last two games, 23 points, 24 points, nine threes in the process over the last two games. Yeah, he's been the best player for BYU out there. And, you know, I spent a lot of time in Kentucky in my life, Greg, and he's, he's a thoroughbred athlete. And, and I think until now, he, he kind of held him back on the reins. But now Coach Pope is saying, just go, man, just run, because you are the greatest runner. Just <laughs> do your thing. And he's been fantastic. Ever since he began playing for BYU, he always talked about his shot. How smooth it looks. Effortless. I mean, he, we're talking about, you know, they, they always shoot from the pro three-point line at the Delta Center. Well, he was three or four feet back from that, and the shot is still so effortless. Go out and try and shoot just a regular shot from that far. I mean, I have to go down to my hip to throw it that far, and he's just shooting this little little smooth jumper. It, it's beautiful to watch. Final word before tip-off coming up next. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Here's Greg Rubel. All right, we got starting lineups and tip-off coming up in just a couple of minutes, so a last word before we get to that. At some point, Mark, this streak is going to come to an end, but BYU's made double-digit threes in every game so far this season. Seven straight, which is a program record as far as far, far back as our records go. So, wow, ten-plus threes in the first seven games of this season. Again, at some point, they have an eight, a nine, a seven, who knows. But, man, they're shooting the lights out right now. Well, for, for a team to do that to BYU, they're going to have to really sell out on the three-point line because I thought it was dangerous that BYU relied so much on the three, but now I'm coming around that they've got so many good shooters it, 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 it's not right to not try that. All right, tip-off of BYU and Evansville. Coming up next, this has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.